0: L.O.I. Match Day on Off The Ball.
1: Draw the United manager, Kevin Doherty. Thanks a so million for joining the podcast this week. Uh, look, there's only one place I can start. And looking at your record, the last five league matches against the champions, Shamrock Rovers, Draw the United have won two, drawn three. Can you tell me why this record is so good against the Hoops?
2: No, and I've looked at something that I've been asked plenty of times this week. It's um, we, you know it might sound really really boring. We just really play well in the games. Um, we prepare no different for Shamrock Rovers than we do in the other team, and like as I said, yes, it's it, it, it's a good record, but I, I'd be I wouldn't be going on about it too much because I mean Shamrock Rovers are liable to open you up any any time, and, and and at times for the first maybe probably first 15-20 minutes of the night they did and we had to be at our best like our, our goalkeeper our back four our probably two sitting midfielders even our two wide men were like fullbacks at times because as I said I went to watch them against Pats on the Monday and they they, they can do it to any team and, and and they did for as I said the first 15-20 minutes and we just had to stay in the game and luckily enough we did but now we have a good record against them we, again last year I think we did against the top three or top four we didn't an unbelievable record and um, as look so far so we've gone up to Derry and won, and, and we've won against Rovers. So, hopefully, we can we can bring that into into the other games. Is
1: is it frustrating for you as a as a manager, Kevin? Because I suppose players will naturally get up for games like Rovers and Derry City, the two big teams in the league. Is it frustrating for you then when you maybe don't get that level of performance every single match? Or
2: is no? Honestly, you- genuinely, it's it would be if we weren't getting that level of performance and. Like, I, I, again, I, I'm sick, being sick of saying it the last month, probably. Like, we've been playing so well. We genuinely, every game, and again, and everyone's into their stats nowadays and XG and mm-hmm. chance created, and we've been so good. But the, And some of the chances we missed against Derry, Bowes, Shelbourne, we were one up, and we hit the crossbar to go two up. And Derry, we hit the crossbar, and then we missed a chance. by Mar pulled off a wonder save from two yards out. So I would be, yeah, if it was, if you would look at it like that and think, why are we doing so well in, in, in against the big or massive clubs, I suppose, but we have been genuinely I I I, I don't think I've been involved in a in a, a team that has been consistently as as playing as well as we have, but we haven't been picking up possibly the amount of points that, that we deserve. And and again, people say, but your home form or your away form our, our home form has been very, very good. We just haven't picked up the,
1: the points that I thought we should. And you did mention about the defense there, and it was something I wanted to bring up with you because you held out for that in that for those three points in that match, but the defensive record across the season has been really good. You've only conceded 21 goals, which is better than a couple of the clubs above you on the table. What's that down to? Well, look again, the, the,
2: it's obviously it's the players. I mean, first and foremost, it's the players we've had to chop and change. I mean, we were we, for the same last game, Ryan Brennan were playing centre half. Um, now we know we conceded a few late goals there, obviously, but. The, the lads that have come in, Alicia, playing right back for, for the majority of it. Luke Keeney's played there the last few games has been excellent. Connor Keeley, Emmanuel Adebayega have been brilliant signers and we had to work really hard to get them because, again, we're not in the position to be able to go out and sign pr- probably proven, experienced players. I mean, uh, Manny, we took from Dundalk under-19s. Conor, I had a Shelbourne. He was playing up the north, so I knew him really well. And then in left-back position, Evan Weir was excellent last year but has been had a fair few injuries this year and Charlotte Jones we took from Adlone and and, and he slotted in well And Aaron McNally has been playing there the last couple of games who, who is traditionally a winger and, and, a, and a right-sided winger but we were down that many bodies we had to rejig and, but look the lads we, again as I said whether it be Charmock Rovers whether it be any other team in the league we, we will always have a plan it doesn't always work but so far the lads have been anything that myself and Dara whatever we we see or we come up with it's, it's very much down to the players the players are the ones that have to implement it and they they have been doing that.
1: Well you well, you say that, but you're also talking about and I've seen in games as well, where are moving players into their non traditional positions. So that's down to good coaching from yourself and Darren oh, well, as well.
2: Look, yeah, look, yeah, well I'll let you say that, but um <laughs> no, look the, the players are, are excellent and, and my staff have been have, have been brilliant. But again, a hell of a long way to go in the league not even halfway point we, we, as I said we've been consistently playing really really well we have been down as I said for instance the Pats game we were down I think six of our seven defenders are um, sort of natural defenders Connor Keeley played when he shouldn't have, he couldn't even do the warm-up in the on, the on match night. He was he had to pull out of it. Aaron McNally was in a sick bed on the on the Thursday and he ended up playing the game. As I said, we lost that game so you know, but we were we were really excellent. The same players played again in, in Talla on on Friday and and were really good. And um obviously we were able to move Ryan Brennan back out from centre half and because and, uh Emmanuel Ladigballego was suspended against Pat's but even when Ryan slotted in at centre half, like he never played there before, but he was excellent. And This is the thing, and again, with our group, and it's such a small group, and lads doing what we asked them to do is and putting their hand up. Again, even for instance, when Aaron McNally was looking like he could possibly miss the Pats game, Dale Rooney, more or less, now we knew what I was looking at him for, but we more or less put his hand up to play left back. Dale Rooney's been one of the best attacking players in the league this year, and that's what we need, that, that togetherness, that doing it for the team. And I know it could be, it's a, it's a real cliche and on that, but in our group, it's, it's certainly, uh, it's certainly the truth.
1: And look, I, I don't see every Trotty United game like the supporters would and and you would. So um you have a certain amount of information to go on, but like uh, the goals, the goal scoring obviously is a bit of an issue this season. You've got 13 goals so far. And I know Freddie Draper, I've seen him in action in the flesh God, that fellow's a handful. He's still inexperienced, though, and even when he gets chances, he still has to learn how to play as a striker. I'm kind of looking at your midfield and Kevin. Five goals, I think, from an accumulated 78 appearances from from your four kind of regular midfielders. Is that the kind of area you're looking at that you want to try and improve the team?
2: Well, Well, probably, to be fair... Ryan Brennan's got a few, and, and he's been playing mainly in midfield as well, beside Gary Deegan. So, he gets a lot of goals. Um yeah, of course, you want goals from everywhere. I mean, I'd like our I'd like our centre half to chip in with goals from set pieces. Manny scored one. Connor's been really, really unlucky, score with with plenty of chances. You want as many people to be goal scoring threats as possible. Adam Foley hasn't played much. He's a when he well, he had started the season really well, then got injured. So everybody, yeah, you want as many people to to. Uh, Score goals as possible. You want to score as many goals as possible. Full stop. But again, we have created the chances. We like again. You, you you look at the numbers. We and you don't even have to look at numbers. You just look at the games, and we have got into really really good positions, But hopefully, I think the probably well, there was a number of pleasing elements. Obviously, going away and win in talent, but the fact that we we hooked two of our three big chances, and even our third room wasn't a big chance. It was a great move, and Dale Dale is chip over uh Pauls, and it nearly goes in. But the we were very clinical and I'm sure the lads are sick of me using that word clinical but it's, it's something that we, we, we really wear on on last Friday and hopefully we can bring it into next Friday and beyond.
1: Yeah, I think that goal went viral with the, the move that she's had for that brilliant, uh, brilliant goal. It was excellent. Um, UCD coming up uh, this week. In fact, I was just looking at your picture It's an interesting trio of matches coming up for Droddy. You've got UCD and Cork City at home. They're the two teams below you. Um, at Weavers Park and then you head to your old club Shelbourne I suppose supporters now after the Rovers game they'll have expectations for that UCD match but you did have to grind out a 1-0 at the Belfield Bowl in the last game
2: so yeah, it's I know, yeah. no, I know people will be saying you beat, you beat the champions away from home like, and, but no absolutely not we won't even think about Cork or Shelbourne or whoever anyone else St. Pat's after that and again it's a boring answer but we, we're not in a position to be saying we should be beating anybody in this league so we're one. Of, we're probably the only, probably part-time team in the league. So we we look at the next game at the. Um, we're still down plenty of bodies. We UCD are more than capable of coming to our place and winning. They've done it before. They've they caused problems to much better teams and also now we will be like as I said. I'm literally I'm on the computer now. Just been watching them for the last two hours. Or so, and um, we will be preparing for UCD as we as we as we do Shamrock Rovers or anyone else. And again, they've a lot of really really good players and. They certainly can cause team trouble. They have caused plenty of team trouble, including ourselves. Even that game that we did, we, as you say, we, we grounded out. We was a set piece. We won nil, like, you know, nothing in the game. And something that we certainly, and and everyone knows is at the club, the players, everybody that we have now divine right to, to be beating anybody in this league. So we will have to prepare. And we have done so far, and we will for the rest of the week. Um, yeah, Um Usually as we would last week with
1: Shamrock yeah, Andy Moeller, a great coach himself as well. I'm sure he has a great game plan going to yeah. Weavers Park. Interesting you've been watching them because I'll have their midfielder Jack Keeney on this week's podcast. Uh, Kevin, now you can feel free to to no comment. You don't want to be talking up the opposition, but he's one of those players, I, I think I've seen him a few times. And he's caught my eye because he's he's quite big. He's physical, but he's also very good with the ball at his feet as well. What do you think of me, Jack Keeney? Yeah,
2: I, uh, yeah, really, really. Fun. I won't no comment because I do. I love him as a player. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's he's been playing centre half. Um, he can. He played a lot of midfield last year, which would tell you that he is good at the ball at his feet. They flipped into a back three for the last twenty minutes on on um, Friday, open Derry, But again, I think that did a few uh, injuries coming off, so they had to rejig it. But now he's a he's an excellent excellent uh, defender, first and foremost. Set piece, is a massive threat. But uh, I won't talk about too much as say because we'll uh, have a word them math on Friday hopefully.
1: Any players coming back for you this weekend? Do you think is there any hope? Possibly,
2: very few. To be honest, We've like, we like we we are really down to bare bones, and even Gary Deegan is suspended as well. So I mean, it's so we're sorry, we might have one back from last week, and then we'll have to rejig again. And the bench against summer Rovers, like we didn't even fill it, and that was with two goalkeepers on the bench. It was it was an under nineteen bench plus Adam Foley, who was certainly not under nineteen. But we. Uh, now, look again. It's it's a chance for lads to to give to make themselves like get themselves in the team or make a contribute to the team. And 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 again, and sometimes it's it's a little bit ridiculous to say, but maybe the fact that everybody's contributing at the moment by a couple of young lads like to playing minutes, so it keeps the squad very much together. Like you know, it's not like nobody's playing for six or seven weeks in a row. Everyone's playing and getting chances because of their. You know the injuries and stuff like that. So hopefully, yeah. as we will we'll get the bodies back, because it's, it's certainly something you'd rather have too many uh, selection headaches than, than not really having many at all.
1: For sure. Just to ask you finally as well, Kevin. I know you you really deal with the the on pitch matters, and I suppose um, stuff that's going on off the pitch regards to the chairman trying to find investors for the club and that kind of thing. But just. I'm looking at Weavers Park when I go up there, I'm using the away end and the atmosphere and the colour that the supporters of Drada United provide is absolutely excellent and you've got a brilliant away support as well that go away to matches and you're kinda of looking at the ground and thinking it's got so much history there and everything. But if Drada had such had a you know, a more modern facility and you could really, I suppose, capitalise on the surge in support for the League of Ireland. What's your kind of feelings on that? Could, could we see something happening there in the next couple of years, and how much do you think it's holding the club back? Very much, I hope.
2: Yeah, of course. Like I mean, I think it's no, it's no secret. I probably want to speak for our club that we would be certainly looking at, at something. But again, you know, as you say, it's 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 not really up to me. But. All I can say is when we are in 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 Weavers Park, I mean, as you said, the the atmosphere is incredible. I mean, I, I genuinely know. And I'm, opposition managers players say it to me as well, it's such a good atmosphere. And again, like the crowds now are, are bigger than they were when Drado were in the league in 07, which is amazing. And Again, small little things like they just and again, I'm probably going into cliche territory again. But the kids wearing the jerseys and around the town and like it's it's really really taken off over And I know it's it's been throughout the league, but Trot in particular. Um, well, obviously I see a lot more of it, but it's it the atmosphere, the support, it's brilliant. It was only sad that I I, I think they were let down maybe coming to Tallow with with the bus or something happened and there wasn't as many of the. The flags of the ultras, I suppose, it's, it'd be called um, at the match, and they didn't get to see, it, but I'm sure they saw. it But now it's again, he's saying number three or four, whatever it is. But that that whole extra man, twelve man, like they really they help so much. And in our place, it's a, it's a tight, compact ground, and it's like I know our players only dying to, to play there every week and It's again, it's
1: very much down to the support that we got Sure is. Well, listen, best of luck this weekend, Kevin, against UCD, and I'm sure. Hopefully, we'll talk to you on the podcast against him. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks, Amelia. UCD player Jack Keeney joins me on the podcast this week. Thanks for joining me, Jack. Um, Just want to ask you about the most recent result, which I I tend to do first with uh, interviewees. Disappointing result away to Derry City, but um, my God, they're a really strong team. Title contenders, of course, on top of the table now after that result. So I'd imagine you wouldn't be too downhearted after that match.
3: Um, yeah, look, we uh, we knew it was always going to be tough going up to the brand new L, I don't think. Um, many teams uh, get many wins up there this year, but yeah, look, we knew going up there the last few weeks we had uh, Rovers and Derry, so we know it was going to be very tough, but I suppose on the night we were probably disappointed with uh, on how we played and especially the goals we gave away. But saying that, you know, we were still in the game at 3 1. We had a massive chance. And, you know, it's just them um, difference. If you put that in, the brand new L is a bit shaky towards the last 10 minutes and you might nick something. But, um, yeah, it was a really tough game. Look, they're, they're top of the league for the reason. So uh, we just need to dust ourselves off now because we have a massive match on Friday against Strada.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I remember seeing one well, of your early games last season, a 1 1 draw at Tailewyn Park against Bohemians. And it was just really impressive how how well set up UCD where and uh, continue to see it as well this season. What is it that Andy Myler is able to do with the UCD players that he's able to get results in such big games and at such tough venues?
3: Yeah, um, I think it comes from his actual daytime job. I think he's a pretty high enough role in the States and he just seems to be very prepared. Um, He sets us all out from the start of the season. We know exactly um, like everyone in their different positions um, what to do and when to do it. Um, well, look, we know we're probably not going to have more possession than than probably the bigger teams, so we probably have to be more defensively solid. And I think in the league, you've seen the teams that probably who are more defensively solid to start off, and then you get because you always get a chance in a match. Um, so I think he's been really good. Look, it's been tough this year with a few senior boys um, being injured, so that we've had to call on the younger lads, and they've done really, really well. So. Look, it's it's still a learning experience for a lot of us still. So hopefully we're we're going to try and turn um then performance into results now because I think we have been very competitive in a lot of matches. It's just when that um when the time comes, you know, to to be very uh to put the ball in the back of the head or to block, we probably just lacked that wee bit towards the end of matches. Um, but look, hopefully that'll come. Uh, there's a lot of the games left, but we don't want to be waiting too long now.
1: Yeah, I remember watching you a number of times, Jack, and I actually spoke to um, Kevin Doherty, the draw manager, just by chance um, you're both playing each other this weekend. More on that game in a moment, but I asked Kevin about you and he, he's very impressed by you as a player. He said uh, he's someone that you, you're someone that's always stood out to him. Myself, when I've seen you, you know, you're a big guy, but you're a very mobile, athletic midfielder. And then Kevin made the point that you have been dropping back into a back three this season. Um, how have you found that? Yeah,
3: um, I suppose when I was with Sligo, I think one of my managers, uh, Brian Dorian, used to always kind of joke at me that you will probably see myself going back into the centre half, and it probably just happened very quickly. To be honest, There was uh, last year during the season we had a few injuries, and I just went in there for a few of the games, and I actually really enjoyed it. And then kind of Andy and Willie had to kind of sit down with me to kind of see. Look, you have all the attributes there. It's probably the more defensive stuff that I probably might have been used to with being a midfield. But um, once I get into the, the run of the game, I thought I did very well, and especially towards the end of the season. And look, it's been, it's been challenging because um, you're playing against some top players. So obviously you're going to make mistakes there, but I'm really enjoying it. And um, yeah, just really kind of seeing where it takes me now.
1: But you do still like carrying the ball, do you? That's one thing I've I've noticed about you, is that you you're very good with the ball at your feet. Kevin remarked on it as well.
3: Yeah, well, I suppose that probably just comes from being a midfielder. You know, you have to be that technically good on it. So I would like to say that's probably one of the attributes that I'm I'm strong at. But um, at the same time, uh, as Willie, uh, our assistant, who is a um, who was a defender you're there first off to 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 stop the ball going in the net, and if that's not happening, you know you're not really doing your job. So I think I have kind of focused more on the actual defensive side first, um, because maybe I know maybe on the ball, um, it, it it it's probably
1: one of my strengths. How important was the um, because we've seen Sligo Rovers have brought through some really brilliant young talent over the last number of years and uh, I suppose one of the latest being John Kenny, Johnny Kenny, went yeah. over to Celtic and back at Rovers now but uh, there's been so many of that that have come through to Rovers. How important was that grounding that you got there and that that early coaching?
3: Yeah, um, it was massive. I suppose, I probably have to thank Brian Dorian again from Kitty Beggs and Nile Harrison. They were probably the ones that um, probably seed me from afar because I live in Donegal so I was about 45 minutes away so, um, and then kind of once I was there, I probably just stuck the head down and gave it everything I had. And I had two and a half years there. I couldn't say a bad word about the club. They brilliant. brilliant. Um, I think I played over eight, 70 or 80 games there and um, had some great moments. But look, as anything in life, you, you have to move on. And I, I can't speak highly enough of uh, everything at UCD. And um, hopefully uh, there's plenty more to come in the future.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, in the your near future, is it, is it that game I mentioned against Trahler United, really, really tough side to, to break down and I suppose they'll be on a bit of a high after that game against Shamrock Rowers. but could that play into UCD's hands as well? Do you think maybe that they're getting a little bit carried away after that big win against Shamrock Rovers?
3: Um, yeah, I I probably wouldn't say they'd be getting carried away. I think I I've chatted to Kevin a few times, even at matches, and he seems very um, level-headed. You know, I don't think they get too high with wins and get too low with losses. So we know going up to there, um, it's probably one of the, the toughest away grounds because the pitch is so tight. They they really get at you. So if you don't start off the game well, which we've probably learned in a few of our last games up there, that you 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 can you can find yourself um, on the back foot straight away. So. Look, we're, we've had a good week's training so far. We're just going to keep listening to Andy and Willie, I suppose, just listen to the game plan and hopefully just uh, to start off to stay in the game as long as we can. And then we know on any day we have attackers that can um, that can finish games off. So I think that's the big thing, just especially going up there because they're such a, they're a very physical team, so if you're not ready to 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 be in the battle, you, you'll never get a result. So uh, yeah, we're looking for a big result, especially because um, Cork had a good win uh, last week. So we kind of put we want to kind of don't be too far away from them um, coming to the break.
1: Yeah, and psychologically as well, if you were to if you were to get that win against DRO, like you're currently eleven points behind them, if you're to knock three off that, that's eight points psychologically for your squad. Uh, how big would that be?
3: Yeah, I, I think it's huge. And I think the the, the good thing to see um, the senior, the four or five lads who um, have kind of longer term injuries or been out for the last while are starting to come back into training. So I think that's, that, that's really, it gives the squad a lot of confidence, you know, seeing boys who have done it last year, who knows what it takes um, to, to get us over the line. And I, I think we have been improving the last few weeks, even though the results might not um, have shown, I think, especially that Bose match like, we could have went on and um, turned that point into three points. But I suppose, it as going back to things, probably that uh, inexperience that we have. But that, as anything, you're, you're going to be learning week in, week out in, in this league.
1: Absolutely, Jack. Well, listen, best of luck against Strada this weekend. And um, hopefully we might get to chat to you again later in the season. Yeah, thanks man. Connor Steve. McCormick, Galway United midfielder. Um, thanks very much for joining us on the podcast this week. I just wanted to ask you first uh, about the most recent result Treaty United win that was your third win on the spin after that shock defeat against Longford Town so how pleased are you as a player and as a squad I suppose the wider squad in your reaction to that first defeat of the season yeah look Stephen um, it's
0: always a tricky game down in Treaty so it is uh, there's a few ex galway United players there so they always up their game against us and um, uh, they're a difficult team uh, we know that they sit in and um They've been in a good uh, run of form of late, so uh, we knew it was going to be tricky and um, it was a dry, sticky night as well, so um, it took us a little while to settle, but when we did, we got the first goal and um, we were in pretty uh, good control after that and we scored two brilliant goals after that, so we we were delighted then to get the three points.
1: Absolutely was the run, I think it was 11 wins on the trot before that defeat against Longford Town. Were were you guys as stunned as everybody else? What was the defeat like after winning so many games this season?
0: Yeah, look, uh, we knew, uh, like every week, uh, teams are just going to up their game against us, you know. Um, They want to stop that streak, they want to beat the team that's at the top of the league as well, and, um I felt then that we just weren't we just weren't as focused as we normally are. Um, we conceded really early in the game. Uh, we actually had a great chance right at the start of the game. I think if we score there, um, it changes the game. But um, fairness to them, uh, they caught us on the counter and they scored, and we just couldn't break them down. Now we had plenty of shots and chances, corners, free kicks, everything, and it just wasn't going in. It was one of them nights, um, and it just failed that we didn't get the goal that. Probably we deserved, I would say, at least one goal. I don't think we deserve to lose, but um, look, uh, you do get caught in the hop sometimes, and um, like it was important that we bounced back, and uh, no better game than it was against Waterford then at home. So we were delighted then to uh, take the three points there.
1: Yeah, in fairness, Stephen Henderson has Longford set up pretty well. They're one of the better defensive sides in the league. Um, yeah. looking back to last season as well, Connor, like I think there was a lot of supporters and and even because. There does seem to be a feeling that if we get Galway into the Premier Division, it'll be great for the League of Ireland because um, I suppose it spreads the the clubs out around the league. But um, also the fact that it is a club that has such a big supporter base there and it could grow as well, as we've seen with uh, a lot of the clubs in the Premier Division over the last uh, few months. But after last season, I kind of felt, oh God, is this Galway United team ever going to come out of the First Division? So... How come it's kind of changed so spectacularly that you're really dominating the first division in the way you are, and, and it looks like you're you're you know you're eschewing now to go up for next season.
0: Oh yeah, well, look, um, uh, goal was a great place to play football, and it certainly deserves to be in the Premier Division. Uh, there's for a the club like goal, should be, and the fans deserve that as well. They've been excellent for us as long as I've been here. Um, yeah, it's been difficult for us the last few seasons. Um, John's obviously come in and. Sh- you know, like I brought a few players in I thought we were unlucky then the first season which was two years ago uh, it was my first season we got beat in um, uh, we got beat in the playoffs and then obviously last year Waterford beat us in the playoff finals we've just been knocking at the door um, Cork got promoted last year uh, they've done really well so they, they had, well, they're did. They basically a Premier Division team uh, in the first division um, and also Waterford did last year as well so it was tricky so it was a difficult it was a difficult season. Um, there's a couple of good teams, and obviously one gets only automatically um up, and the rest go into the playoff. Then, but look at this season. Um, we've got a lot more experience in our team. Um, John and the backroom team, and like obviously getting Ollie in was a big recruit. Um, we've a new coach as well, Chris Colley. He's been ec- like he's been excellent. Um, like he deserves a lot of credit as well. Um. So, as I said there, that we brought in the experience this year and it seems to just kick us on. I think it's just exactly what we needed uh, because we have a lot of young players, a lot of young talent um, and, uh, like, it's up to us experienced players, obviously, uh, to help them and, like, I think it's been shown so far this season, but, like, we can't get too um, ahead of ourselves. It's not even halfway during the year yet, so we just have to focus on the next game and keep our feet uh, firmly on the ground.
1: Just as you mentioned the experience, I'm thinking... Aside from yourself and a couple of other players, but Brendan Clark is one of the first that springs to mind. Brendan Clark has to be one of the greatest League of Ireland goalkeepers we've ever seen. The man is immense, and I remember even watching him last season with Shells and everything. like He's just, he never stops, and he's still as good now, I think, as maybe even better than he was 10 years ago.
0: Yeah, look, I played with Brendan um, a couple of years ago, Pats, and he was excellent. Uh, they were just after winning the league. Um, we won the cup that year, so I knew how good he was. Um, and I played with some great goalkeepers in the league, um, like Mark McNulty, Al Manis, Jared Doherty, Um you know, like a them type of players. And like he's certainly up there, uh, he's brilliant, um, and he's been excellent for us uh, this season. So he has, um, he's kept a lot of clean sheets, and um, like uh, we're just delighted to have him.
1: You mentioned Ollie Horgan there with John Caulfield, and uh, I think when the appointment was made, uh, people who weren't involved in Galway United were kind of wondering, it's a, it's a, it's a quite a un, maybe a, an appointment they weren't expecting. And then I spoke to John Caulfield myself for the podcast a few weeks ago, and he said it was himself that went and approached Ollie about coming in and getting involved with Galway. I, I, I was taken aback because they just look like, like. I suppose they're very strong characters in their own right. And you would imagine that it might be difficult for those two guys to work together, but here we are, they are working together. It's going really well. What's that dynamic like between Ollie and John?
0: Yeah, look, it's brilliant. Uh, Ollie obviously brings in a bag, bag of experience. He's done a fantastic job over the years uh, with Finn Harps, an incredible, incredible job on a shoestring budget up there to keep them afloat for so long. Um, you know, has been excellent. Um i have massive respect for Ali. Um, I think I would say everyone in the League of Ireland does as well. Um so when I heard that then that John was obviously taking him in um as assistant manager this year, like yeah, we were all thrilled and it's obviously paying dividends as well. Um he works he works so hard, he works tirelessly. Um he's like obviously brings that experience. Um he knows the league inside out and um you know like he demands uh, he demands standards as well, so he does and um like even if we one handily enough in the game uh, he'll still pick up um, a few points that we can get better at and individually he's brilliant as well he would take you to the side and say like uh, where you, where um, you can improve on and what you can do better and, and and stuff like that so they bounce off each other really well himself and John and um, they're two very determined men and um, they get the one to win every game uh, which is brilliant and um, it's breathing through the team at the minute so um, like we're full of confidence.
1: I know when all he speaks to the press, they, he puts out this certain caricature of, uh, you know, um, maybe a fellow who doesn't take the game that f- seriously. But he's not like that behind the scenes. Is he? he's a very smart astute guy, just like John Caulfield as well. Oh yeah,
0: absolutely. No, this uh, like the two guys are, um, as I said, they're very intelligent and um, the football the knowledge is like is incredible. To be fair, and uh, they go down to the right to the finer detail and everything. Um, People like obviously don't see that, um, you know, uh, but us players do, and um, like it's definitely benefited us.
1: Um, I have to say to you, belated happy birthday as well. Was it last week your birthday, the eighteenth? Yeah, Yeah. it was. Uh, Yeah, just turned just turned thirty three. You don't look at Connor. I have to say that much. Would you fancy (laughs) a a crack in the Premier Division again with Go United if you do go up?
0: Yeah, look, obviously, um, I could be delighted. Um, if I can get the club up and uh, like I will go from there, I'm pretty sure um, I'm really determined. Um, I want to win every game still I know I'm 33 years of age, but um, I haven't lost that hunger of fight and um, until I continue doing that like uh, sorry until I lose that um I'll uh, like I'll rethink about like uh, what I'm going to do in the future but uh, no, I certainly have that and um, I'm really looking forward to the rest of the season.
1: I was talking to Kevin Darty for this week's podcast as well um they draw the United boss and how important it is to have a couple of uh, older players to, um, actually Ian Ryan as well for Bray Wanderers they've got a couple of uh, experienced players who um I suppose set a standard for younger players where he was saying that the likes of you know Dave Webster Chris Lyons these kind of guys who have been you know who have had long league of Ireland careers that you guys set the standard for younger players in the squad is that something you would feel that there's a responsibility there in you as well to to set that standard for the younger players?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Look, I had it obviously when I was growing up um, and I was looking at the senior players and they really helped me. And um, So that's something that I have to take uh, on the consideration then as well for young lads that uh, like, uh, are going through little issues or little problems or want a little bit of advice. Um, I'm always open to talk to and um, I've been around the league um, a good while now. So... Like uh, to be fair to the young lads here at Gaul, uh, they do come up and ask me if they need um, like a bit of advice or what they like should do or what um I recommend and stuff like that. So um yeah, look I'm always there. I'm always there to put an arm around someone that like if they need um any help in that. So um yeah, I think that's vitally important.
1: I think it might have been on one of the other it might have been Dan and Johnny talking on one of the other podcasts of the League of Ireland podcast about uh, hot yoga. Is it is it yourself that's uh, doing the hot yoga, Connor? Is that how you're helping to prolong your career?
0: Yeah, it is actually. Yeah. it's something I've been doing the last few years. Um, I like to do it, it. Like it certainly makes you feel a lot younger in your body, you know. Um, especially with all the hard training that you're doing, um, and then uh, going from the soft pitches to the hard pitches to the astroturf's, uh, like it can be tolling on your on your body. So. Um, Like, uh, I feel that the hot yoga has been doing me uh, like a good so far. I've been staying clear of uh, injury the last few years, which is uh, very important, and haven't missed too many minutes. Um, So, yeah, I think it is benefiting. And um, yeah, I'll keep going to it anyway.
1: Roy Keane did yoga. So, it's okay for Roy. It's all right for everyone (laughs) else, I think, isn't it, Connor? (laughs) If I 10% the career he had, I'd be very happy. Absolutely. Well, listen, it's Athlone Town this week, Connor. You beat them already this season, but they did win the mat- last match in Galway. I think you were out of the. This you might I'm not sure why you weren't playing in that game, but uh, you missed it. Um, so, look, it's just a warning that uh, they're they're not a team to be taken lightly, and especially as they got a couple of really good goal scorers and creative players in that team now. Yeah,
0: look um, over the last few years that we have seen them playing, uh, they're a very expansive team to play some really good football. Though. Some very talented players, very technical players. Um, there's a there's a couple of Americans, I think, and uh, Europeans with them at the minute. So um, it can be difficult, but uh, we will have a work done. The staff um have already showed us clips on them and um where we can hurt uh, hurt them and where their weaknesses are. So we'll be working hard in the training field this year, uh, this week, and uh, hopefully then on Friday night at Aiman D.C. Park that um, you know that we can get the three points that's up for grabs.
1: And you've got your own American as well, doing very well, Vince and Borden. There might be, is this probably a record maybe for the amount of American players playing in a League of Ireland match? (laughs) Yeah, it probably is. Yeah, Uh, you wouldn't
0: have seen that long ago. um, But to be fair, uh, Vince has come in and he's been tremendous. You know, he he came in at the start of the season. He's very athletic, um, very strong-minded. He's, he's, Again, he stays free of injury and uh, like he's a great eye for goal as well. as finishing is incredible. So, look, um, okay, we're delighted to have him uh, this season and uh, hopefully he can keep scoring goals for us.
1: Brilliant stuff, Conor. Well, listen, thanks a so million for chatting on the podcast and best of luck against Athlone this weekend.
0: No problem. Thanks a million, Stephen. All the best.
1: Ian Ryan, Bray Wanderers manager. Um, I just wanted to start off asking you, even carry away from home after they'd achieved that landmark win against Athlone Town, which was a really impressive result. How difficult was it to get down there and to try and get that win last weekend?
4: Yeah, it was difficult. And, uh, you know, I think that win had been coming, to be honest. They, they've improved as they've gone along. And have Ram team's really close. And, uh, you know, it would be the week before that they, that they get a really impressive win against an Athlone team that were going well themselves. So, uh, yeah, that added to, to uh, the challenge, but um, I think it, it went okay. Um, we started off really well, and then um, we probably should have scored during that period, and we didn't, and then we managed to do that early in the second half, and then it was more professional that, from us than than uh, probably expansive uh, of how we have been playing. Um, but, yeah, delighted to get out of there with the win.
1: My first time down in Mount Hawk Park. I think it's um the whole league really wants to see a Kerry Club doing well. What did you make of the, the, the facilities themselves and the pitch and all that kind of thing?
4: Yeah, our first time down and uh, my first time down uh, myself – Brilliant crowd, brilliant uh, atmosphere or buzz around the place. And it's great to have them. Um, I think as time goes on, they'll they'll be a force just with the size of the county and the region. And, you know, they have some really good young players there that will benefit from a year or two playing first team. And, uh, you know, I think we'll see a real uh, difference in the club, both facilities and and, uh, the team they can put out in a couple of years time.
1: Absolutely. Now back-to-back wins and three games unbeaten now for Bray Wanderers. In that's the first time since you started that campaign with a great run of six matches unbeaten. Have you put your finger on what happened in between that kind of inconsistent period?
4: That's that's it exactly. Inconsistent in our performances. Um, good in patches of games and then and then poor in in crucial moments in the games in both boxes that, that cost us you know when, when we uh, lost those couple of games we probably you know had good spells and didn't score in that moment and then you know we conceded in, in moments when we needed to defend and it probably coincided with a few injuries as well but like I don't really read into that that's just opportunity for other lads that can play or the younger lads that, that got debuts during that time And but the league itself is really tight Um. You know, we've put a couple of wins together again and we're back into third where we've been most of the year. And, you know, um, the, the benefit or the positivity that we'll take from it is hopefully that's our blip. I think everybody will have them. Um, but we still remain in, in third position at the minute, albeit very tight.
1: And is that like a minimum expectation that you would have yourself? And I don't know what the club have, is that you at least get into the playoffs this season?
4: Yeah, listen, there's no expectation from the club whatsoever. It's kind of, you know, come in and and, uh, reboot the club. And I think, you know, change the perception of the club and the positivity around the place. And it's gone really well. There's a great atmosphere around the club with the academy and the staff and, and the first team. Uh, we've got good crowds back. There's lots of families and kids there, which is important. And, uh, you know, then the football kind of has to go lend itself to that. And, uh, you know, football is fickle when things are going well I and mean, you're up around the top and you're winning games, you know, it's easy for people to come out. And thankfully that's been the case. And, um, There's no, like for us on a professional level, like me, staff, players, yeah, we want to make sure that we get in the playoffs. But, you know, there's also a long-term development of the club to make sure we're we're sustainable and steady and progress as quick as we can, but, you know, do it in the right manner.
1: Yeah, because I think, and look, I don't need to list off any instances from last season or season before where the it seemed that the relationship between the supporters and, and the club had broken down. Is that something that you were kind of very conscious of going in at Bray and trying to, I suppose, mend those bridges when you were going in as, as manager?
4: Yeah, listen, it it wasn't a factor in me deciding to go there or not, but I was aware of the, of the issues and, you know, Bray, um, along with every other club, have issues uh, or had issues. Let's say, and you know, I, I was no stranger to it. I, I walked into similar kind of um politics or background trouble in Wexford when I was there, and I think you know we've changed that over a period of time. And I think you know the the atmosphere is really good in Bray at the minute, and um, it's really positive, and we all look forward to the future. What what has gone on before? Yeah, we can't affect or I can't affect, and all we can affect is now and the future. And I think it's going really well at the minute. And uh, you know, we'll look to get better. And Pat and, and uh Tony have been really good and uh, you know, they've got and are working on big plans for the for the long term development of the club. So that so that's really good.
1: Now, looking at your defensive record so far this season, it's been pretty impressive. 21 goals conceded in your f- uh, first 15 matches. How much is that is down to the experience of Dane Massey and can it be even better now with the return of a fully fit Dave Webster?
4: Yeah, listen, well, we've been really good in games. Uh, we've kept a number of clean sheets and then and then in other games we, we've given away soft ones that we're disappointed with. But uh Dane himself has been absolutely brilliant. Um, you know, people would think his age, you know, he's coming towards the end, but I tell you, he's he's a fit he's a fit man and he's one of the fittest still there and looks in great condition, really big presence around the place, as is Dave Webster, great personality, um has worked really hard to get back, to come back and you know He he had his first start the weekend and and did really well. And he, he wants more. It's just about now managing how much we give him and how often we give him to, you know, we won't see the best version of Dave Webster probably till, you know, after the summer. And then, you know, it's the business end of the season where he'll be really, really important to us. But, uh, all the defenders have done really well. You know, you got people like the two lads, and then you've got the emergence emergence of Cole and Mora one, who's you know been really good and his first year in in first team football. That's he's grabbed it by the horns. And Max Murphy has been really good as again, you know, who had a probably tough couple of years for himself. He's only young, and you know he seems to have got a bit of love back, and he's performing really well.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Cole because I was trying to phrase i will be trying to get the proper pronunciation of his surname. So Amor <laughs> yeah. what's it? can you give that me? Um, Amore Himwan. Amore Himwan. Excellent. Yeah. He scored five goals as well as well this season, Ian. Can you tell me about because it's hard to get a gauge. I'm trying to look up at Bray Wanderer's team sheets in the last few weeks, get a gauge of your your system. Is it a back three, back four? Um can you give us a little insight into that?
4: Yeah, it's a four-three-three three, really, uh, and then you know, a call you know, on not, the left. Like, is he? Calls in the centre, so Cole okay. being the centre centre back. Yeah, and four-three-three three is what we play. But you know, I'm not really caught up or rigid as in that's my system that will come with me everywhere. It, the for me the objective as as the coach or manager is, I need to fit a system in that um, allows the strengths of each player to to come to the fore and you know that's the system that we play at the minute um but Cole yeah you know've I've known Cole for a number of years through the underage and um he's a player with real potential and he's come out of the 19s and uh you know he's done extremely well and um, the goals will highlight that but um you know he has potential to have a brilliant career but he's also just learning as well there's still bits for him to get better at and uh, he will do that.
1: And I'd imagine you would look at players like Dane Massey and Dave Webster, not just for their playing ability, but those guys have long careers because they've got really high standards in the way they prepare for games and the way they train. And that's what you, I'm sure, will be hoping rubs on off on the likes of Cole and Max and the rest of the younger players in the squad.
4: Yeah, absolutely. You know, if if we take the two lads out, out of the team or out of the squad, uh, most of the the majority, I'd say probably 12, 12 to 14 of the lads are 23 or below. So, you know, that that's important that we have that bit of experience and, you know, they see how to behave and that. And what I say to the younger players and, and all younger players is like, you know, your talent will get you probably a couple of appearances in the first team, but your attitude will determine how long your career is and how long you last. So, so that is important that, you know, the younger lads aren't happy to, you know, uh, say I'm a League of Ireland player for a couple of years. You know, you can do that after 10 or 12 years and, and, you know, when you're an established player.
1: I remember a couple of weeks, well, a few weeks back now, looking at the highlights from your match away to Cove, a two defeat. Um, it looked like one of those matches, I'd say you were very frustrated at the end of it. You had 10, uh, you were down to 10 men after 60 minutes. Um, was it one of those frustrating nights for you?
4: yeah it was a frustrating night and i think that put an end to our, to our brilliant start to the year i think we'd gone whatever seven or eight maybe unbeaten to the start of the year and that put an end to it um it wasn't our best night but uh you know frustrating we conceded before half time from from a free kick then we got ourselves back into the game um after half time and it looked like we we're going to go on to win and then uh Alex our, our goalkeeper made, made an error and ended up in a penalty in that but um, you know that goes back to probably what I am saying about the younger players there Alex our goalkeeper um, is really good has real potential but you know he's only 20 and you know there will be them mistakes that happen and you know that's something that, you know, is down to me and the club that we accept because we're after young, talented players, but what comes with that is mistakes. So, you know, we'll suffer that here and there throughout the season and uh, hopefully we'll put the result right this Friday.
1: Yeah, because I'll just ask you finally then, because Cove Ramlers are just a point behind you in the table currently. And I suppose they are going to be a real direct rival for your side for the rest of the season. And this deep into the season, 15 more years well, this will be your 16th match. How important is it to get a victory against a, a team like Cove Rambers who you are in direct competition with for playoffs?
4: Yeah, it's an important game uh, for us. And, uh, you know, just because it's COVID, you know, that takes its own essence. But, you know, we won't read into that too much because we'll just look after each each uh, opponent that comes our way. Um Cove have gone really, really well at the minute. Um, they've signed really well during the off-season. Have a really good manager. So, you know, I'm not really too surprised that they're up around where they are. Um, But for us, we're on a good run. Uh, we're playing well. We've got a lot of bodies that are coming back from injury now with big competition and, and people are performing well. It's a home game for us and, and we'll look to go win the game. And hopefully if we do win the game, um. That kind of puts a small gap between us and, and fourth place,
1: which is, uh, you know, what we'd like in an ideal world. Ian, you've been very good with your time. Thanks, many for joining us on the podcast. Oh man, thanks, Stephen. L.O.I. Match day on off the ball.